think we're talking about life. We're talking about life from the moment of conception till the very last mm-hmm. breath that you take. And there's nobody that I know that can cover the extreme bookends of the human experience quite like today's guest, the one and only Dr. Mark Sherwood. Yay! Good to see you guys. Thank you all so much for having me. I'm so I know honored. you're going to drop some so good bombs on here. No we've, we've, kidding. we've christened you Dr. So Good, Mark Sherwood. <laughs> if, if you were a rapper or somebody that would, you know, you can, you know, you know, mix up your name or something like that. It'd be Dr. So good. Sure. That is for sure. It's because every time that we would ever listen to anything you've done, whether we interviewed you on a show or listened to you on other shows, we're like, Oh my gosh, that is so good. Every time. Oh, that was so good. So we just had a nickname you, Dr. So good. Sherwood. (laughs) Well, I'm honored you guys. Thank you all so very much. I just consider it a real blessing and privilege to call you guys friends. Well, we'd love it. You guys can find his practice more about what they do. Um, um, very, very holistic approach, everything that, that any doctor would have access to, uh, but they tend to go away that's going to, you know, create the most health, the most mm-hmm. life, have it as abundantly as humanly possible. Um, they were, I think, maybe close to 10,000. I know you're well over 9,000 and 0 against COVID-19 with your with your patients. Um, zero deaths, some up into their 90s, which is Unbelievable. incredible, including everybody in our family, pretty much everybody that we know Personally, yep, we're like, oh, you have to get a hold of Doctor So Good. Even, even like, so we had some cousins and people that we did, uh, you know, they never even, they only know if they watched our show, but they're like, hey, I think I think I might have the COVID. You know, do you, don't you guys got a doctor friend or something like that? And, and it was usually on a Friday night around eight or nine o'clock. You guys would be on a date, you know. And, yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm like, does nobody get COVID on a Monday morning or nobody or, does or, or whatever? No. It's always Friday night, Saturday night. But but you guys, you guys take care of people in such an incredible way, in a way that doesn't create additional collateral damage, you know, in their, in their lives. And so we're talking about life today and and this is an issue. You're former you know, a, a governor, gubernatorial candidate for the state of Oklahoma. And that was a big part of your story was from your own conception all the way to now, the idea of giving life a chance. And you're not just against abortion. You're actually pro-life. You're actually for life, giving what God began a chance to flourish, you know, and, and and to see what's possible with it. Can you can you speak about that a little bit? Well, you're right. I appreciate that distinction too, because it's, you can't um, legislate that um, or morality either one to make them happen. But I am pro life in the sense of the way God created it, because God, and I took a lot of heat for this remark, but I believe it. God. Um, our life is created in God before it's even manifested on earth because it's in the mind of God, all of us, you know, right? He, he formed us before we were even formed or seen. And, you know, and I think that as people think about life in general, we think about this, this dash, the time we're born and the time we die. But no, it's, it's bigger than that. Life is this experience and awareness of time right now that we have. And it's, it's truly a joy and a blessing. And, and I am about, giving people the opportunity to experience all of that. You know, like Jesus talks about in John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and life more abundantly. Well, to me, that more abundantly, David and Stacy is is bigger and more broad than the way we think in our own minds life can be. Man, that is true. You know, I, I want to talk a little bit about there. There was a um, a clip from um, Tucker Carlson, and we watched it. We were really blown away uh, by this and this whole um, idea of euthanasia and what's happening right now in Canada. 
And there's mm-hmm. a commercial we would like you to see, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about what Tucker had to say about it. But this is a commercial that's currently going on in Canada that they're playing about euthanasia. Check this out. Dying in a hospital is not what's natural. That's not what's soft. In these kind of moments, you need softness. can take dying to figure out what living is actually like. I spent my life filling my heart with beauty, with nature, with connection. So I choose to fill my final moments with the same Last breaths are sacred. When I imagine my final days, I see music. I see the ocean. I see cheesecake. Even now, as I seek help to end my life with all the pain, and in these final moments, there is still so much beauty. You just have to be brave enough to see it. seeing the rhythms of what's going to keep going after I'm gone bring a lot of comfort. Dr. Sherwood, my, my question here is culture is usually uh, upstream from policy, mm-hmm. and that's a clothing company. That's not uh, an, a marketing branch of the government. It's not a political party. It's a clothing company normalizing something. And, and I, I, the reason I want to tie this end of life to the beginning of life is because they began here with abortion being rare and necessary to save a mother's life, you know, for these kind of things. And we grew to a place where, again, there, there there's multiple states in our country where they're, they're pushing legislation where you can terminate the life of a child mm-hmm. 
up to 28 days, some 12 days that, you know, state by state argue the length of time after a healthy child is born that you could still terminate the life of that child. So it, it begins with an easy entry point and then ends in another place. It is a complicated issue of people that are, have a, an illness, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe dementia or these kind of things. And it's like, boy, I, I want, I want the freedom to negotiate my own terms of exit and, and my own expiration. That is the entry point of this conversation, but it's about life. And and you look at this through the lens of a, of a medical doctor and as a believer, what is your takeaway from that clip? Well, I, I get where people are talking about Dave and Stacy because we've been there. You know, we've watched people in this office right where I sit right now have ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, they can't hold their head up because they have to have a neck on it and and, and they're dying and they know it. Um, and my wife's mother, my mother-in-law, we watched her uh, die for 10 years. Uh, horrible, excruciating, sad. And so I, I can feel people's um, emotions within that. And I'm not in their shoes. And so I certainly don't want to minimize how they feel or invalidate the idea of going in peace um, at their own terms in exchange. And instead of, you know, in the hospital with tubes stuck in it. Right. So I can see that the, however, part above that is that God is the grantor of life and God is the taker away of life in in a broad sense. And, Mm -hmm. This is a slippery slope in the sense that we began to uh, take charge of the beginning and end of life, discarding and discounting any miraculous tournament at all. And further, we stopped fighting for that very thing called life. And that lack of fighting for life is the foundation of life in abundance. And when we stop fighting for life, we will stop experiencing life. And this is where this is going from a real broad sense. And that's my deepest concern. This is coming to America. Yep. And, and I want to make that super clear right now. And you made a very good point about it. The, these politicians that are and our policies that are, are typically shaped by the culture that is. And the cultures continue to go that direction because they, mm-hmm. they, they operate on the paradigm, David and Stacey, of trying to be liked versus trying to be right. Mm-hmm. And so when you try to be liked instead of uh, concerned about being right, you're going to live on a continuum of increasing compromise with morality, ethics, and values. And that's exactly what that is. And it breaks my heart. That's hard to watch. Yeah, It I is. Drawn to that. Yep. And, and one last, you know, sort of overage in observation is when we talk about the decay of life and some of the diseases that we see so prevalent today, um, a lot of those things are driven by the very people that are supporting the euthanasia or the assisted suicide. We're not talking about how to live life and we're not spending time talking about how to make life abundantly or making life. We're spending more time on commercials like that and talking about it in life. I would love to see a commercial like that of a beautiful salad and have somebody out jogging in the mountains somewhere and talking about the beauty they can have with their family. I don't see that. And that just... Well, it, it's if, such a good point. I, one thing I wanted to kind of tie this back into okay, the commercial. If we had a commercial like that with a salad, somebody out jogging in America, it would probably be for an opioid or a painkiller. 
Yeah, true. You know, they would use that imagery of help, but it'd be for something, you know. And I want to tie that into what we were saying about Tucker Carlson, because in Canada, initially, it was all about if somebody had a terminal illness. But now it's come to they they have actually just now there's a mother by the name of Margaret Marcella, and she's outside of Toronto, Canada. And that's this was what Tucker was talking about. Um, So it was her 23 year old son actually is uh, suffering from depression, diabetes, and he doesn't have a girlfriend. That was yeah. the whole thing. And the doctors have approved her son's assisted suicide. So that's what they're dealing with now. This is not a terminal illness. This is somebody that is 23 years old. He's suffering from depression, diabetes, and he doesn't have a girlfriend. Well, yeah, and I was looking at that, that story, too, and uh, and even did some back research on that before we came on. And, you know, the, they're, they're actually a broad term, mental illness. They're, they're using this mental illness term as this broad-based Yep thing that's defined based upon this interaction they might have with a clinician. You yes. Know? But, but what is that? When you think about it, look at what this whole idea of lockdowns did. I mean, that oh. created the same process of being alone and isolated and yep. depressed. That's so right. did we create all this nonsense? Probably. And this is just another spoke in the wheel of a lack of virtue, a lack of morals, and a lack of awareness of God, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Yeah, and one more thing I want to point out: there's a new Canadian law allowing minors to be euthanized without parental consent. Yeah, I saw that one too. Um, shocking that we would go that far, but are we surprised at all when you have in this country, in our country, America? Yes, folks, having minors having the ability to be um, castrated. Right. Is that okay? Is that okay to be mutilated? Is that good? Nope. Can we do that, America? Can we not do better than that? Really? Man, that's so true. Yeah. And and part of this, again, the culture, you know, before things become readily acceptable, they they're they're in movies and commercials yeah. and and any kind of breakup with the family. They've been they've they've been anti dads in the home for a long time. Yep. You know, and then now it's commonplace. You know, you can any you can demonize any any man just by existing because he is, mm-hmm. and the patriarchy and all this kind of stuff. They, they but they but they they normalize that language in movies. When you watch that commercial that we played a moment ago, that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, no. they they used every piece of 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 music, sight, sound. You know, and you're also you know you created movies, you, you've acted, mm-hmm. you've been in things. You can get stuff across in a music video or in oh, a film yeah. or even even a commercial. That wow, that looks a lot more appealing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to somebody that's going through depression, somebody that that feels isolated. I don't have any friends or the social life. I've gone through a, a, a terrible divorce or a breakup. I, I feel like I'm dying inside. How am I ever going to get out of this? And you see that commercial, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, that's and they're, being they're celebrated. They're, they're, they're blowing f- bubbles together. Their friends are around them, mm-hmm. and they're releasing bubbles into the air, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's this great exit. It's like they're really trying to create an appealing entry point to that conversation. Um, mm-hmm. They are. And I just want to make sure people understand this. The greatest way to communicate to the soul of a human being is through imagery, because we remember things in pictures. In other words, if I say to you guys right now, uh, ear of corn, uh, dollop of mashed potatoes and a, and a filet, you're going to see that in your mind. You can't unsee what you've seen. And so it gets into your psyche. And that's why these vain imaginations, as the biblical terms talk about, are what we put out there. And you can't unknow mm. what you know, or you can't unsee what you see. And that's when people come to see us. One of the questions that I ask people when they're having a hard time like that is, is I need you to tell me what your life looks like in five years. Tell me wow. now. 
give me a picture of that. Paint me the picture. Paint me the picture of what that's like. Because if they can do that, you can begin to create this image in their own mind driven from the abundance of life within them. Otherwise, it will be shaped by the abundance of lack of life and life values from without them. Oh, that is so good. Of course it is. Of course it's so good. Of course it is. I'll, I'll hit one more aspect of this because, okay, we hit, uh, you know, a terminal illness. We hit, you know, somebody choosing it themselves if if they're in a, in a, you know, like that the 23-year-old young man in a, in a bad spot and, and doesn't want to go forward. Um, now let's talk about maybe the government beginning to initiate this themselves on those that, um, you know, are maybe just not functional enough to continue. The cost, the expense, mm-hmm. they don't fit into the spreadsheet of the American, of the, the, the Canadian, you know, at this point, uh, medical association. I want to play this. This is a short clip of a, of a, of a gal that's a veteran in Canada. Um, and she actually will play a show a picture here first. She, yeah. she, um, we had uh, there a second ago. She, she, in the, these uh, Paralympic games, uh, 2016, won, 2016, won some competitions on, on weightlifting and um, so highly functional, but needed assistance as a veteran with uh, a chair to help her up and down the stairs of her home because her legs are not functioning. So uh, let's play this clip real quick. Cause she shares the input she got from her government uh, when she reached out for aid for the financial assistance on the, the lift chair on the stairs. <laughs> For Christine Gautier, the fight to get a wheelchair lift in her home has been an uphill battle. I have to crawl down the stairs on my on my butt with the wheelchair in front of me to be able to access my, my house. While pleading her case to a Veterans Affairs case manager over the phone in 2019, she was told something that would leave her feeling shocked. If things are so hard at this point and... Uh, you, you just can't keep going on, and you, you know we can assist you with uh, aid to die. And she's not the only one. Okay, there's oh, the there's is more that crazy on that article we down. I think there's three or four um, other cases right now where someone is reaching out for government assistance for something as simple as a, a lift chair to get them up, just so they can function better. And they're suggested we got a program. We can send you a kit that you could just make this all go away. Maybe you're, you're because of your physical challenge, maybe you're too big of a weight on society and uh, we're going to give you an option to do the right thing. That's kind of the implication. Well, that implication is real. When you look at some of these globalist agendas, they believe the population of the world is too big. They believe it's not sustainable. Now, keeping in mind, guys, that we've crossed that sustainable belief level many, many times before and always found a way to overcome. That's the the beauty of God. But they don't have God and don't believe in God. They want to control mankind. So they want to knock it off from the top end, the ones that are not, in their view, contributing to society, and the bottom end through the abortion and the abortion you know, the death after delivery concept. So they want to shrink it. And further, I'll add one more uh, notation to that as a subtitle. They want to eliminate the male seed by also creating a lot of these estrogenic compounds that they put into our water, our food, and yes, into these drugs that we take. Because if you can make males females, you can also get the population down that way as well. And this is really happening before us. And the interesting thing that I find with this is they will do this to the general population that's having a hard time. 
But the convicts that are sitting on death row that want to die have to go through all kinds of appeals process after they've given a death sentence and they sit on death row and it costs us money for 30 years. Now, I'm not suggesting they're invaluable, but I'm saying the irony of all of that is unmistakable. Yep. Man, that is so true. Well, I love what you guys do because you don't just speak out against this and go about, you know, your life. You and Dr. Michelle dedicate every day and after hours time, we can attest to that. And I'm not suggesting everybody in Flyover family go out and try and reach out to these guys on their date night. <laughs> right. Get a little delayed response. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you guys have dedicated your life. You broke away from a practice. There's a movie made about Dr. Michelle's life oh, so of, of, of uh, walking away from a, a, a medical machine that says, hey, we want you in and out of that patient's office, check some boxes on an iPad, and you need to be out of there in five minutes or whatever they were, 15, or you know, they're, they're, the, the clock's ticking because time is money and you can't, you can't spend time asking this patient about their sleep and water intake and all the different you know, factors. Eating. We need to get them a prescription and on out the door. So you guys, you put your money where your mouth is before it was popular, before it was even financially feasible. You guys walked away from that world and began something from nothing Mm -hmm. and built a practice around creating health, which creates life. Yeah. We started doing this 10 years ago. And my, again, my wife was forced out of a system, like you mentioned, and um, it's, it's a hard one. You know, the system that you talked about, the machine is not about health. It never has been. And, and folks, it never will be. We are not going to turn that thing around. No, the turnaround comes like if we can sort of match the philosophy of the great Michael Jackson. The turnaround comes by looking to bring change to the man in the mirror. That's where it boils down to, you know. We've got to make those changes and we've got to get our mindset out of this idea. Well, health care that the government gives me is supposed to pay for my health. Stop. It's not. Uh, we have indeed dedicated our lives as God has strengthened us and, and willed and equipped accordingly to bring about uh, a concept of life for people. And you know, we're kind of like those Samaritans, you know, we'll get in the ditch with you and yep. um, take you to the end and care for you, teach you how to do it with the eventual goal to teach you how to do it yourself so you can teach others. I love it. So people can go to drsogood.com. And at the top right there, it says clinic. They can actually register for a webinar to learn more about your practice and then become patients of Functional Medical Institute. But it doesn't matter where they live. They could live in Portland, Oregon or Portland, Maine or anywhere in between. And it doesn't matter. They can register for that and be a part of your practice. And, 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 and all transparency, I'll tell you guys right now, these aren't the doctors for everybody. Huh. If, 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 if you're looking for somebody that could just give you a painkiller to make your back pain go away, um, I mean, go, go somewhere else because you're kind of waste your time and your money uh, there. But if you want a doctor that, that first and foremost is going to pray with you and yeah. say, hey, hey, let's let's get God's best for your life. And then let's let's maybe get you over this glitch that brought you in here. Because very few people are going to go to a doctor and say, I'm really doing. I actually feel good. Things are going really good, yeah. but I want to go to great. Like yeah. that's probably not, people don't go to marriage counselors for that. Or, you know, that's just not the way we're wired, right? Mm-hmm. We take care of our cars pretty good. But when other things are going okay, we don't do much else with it. Uh, if, if they get you past the glitch that brought you in the door, they're going to push you to be great. Mm-hmm. to maybe make you feel better in your 50s than you did in your 40s or maybe even your 30s. And that's what they specialize in. They have access to all that other stuff, but they just as soon uh, be working in your best interest uh, long-term. And we're so thankful. We're yep. patients and we love you guys so much. And we are so thankful. Look at all that. Look at all of the prescriptions they've helped yeah. to get rid of. That's amazing. 
it's pretty good. We look at people and, uh, you know, like I want to live and mimic the life of Jesus. Of course, we look at and we ask people what you what would you like us to do for you? And then they'll say something and then we'll say, well, get up. Let's get busy. You know, yes. you got to do something with it. You can't just expect it to be delivered to you. And that's kind of where society goes today. Do it for mm-hmm. me. Help me do it. You know, you do it. No, no. You do the work. You'll get the results. No question about it. That's right. And that's how we feel. We're so thankful. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it, Dr. Sherwood. Hi, friends. Dr. Michelle Sherwood here. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood. Many people know about our clinic, but we also have a desire to help people who can't personally visit us, but still want to take steps towards better health. Our two-week health reset is a great first step and requires no video appointments or tests. With our health reset, you will get 28 detox shakes to provide the ideal nutritional foundation, 28 supplement packs with key nutrients, and access to daily videos where we encourage you along the two-week process. Our health reset plan is usually $180. Now, it's just $169 with your promo code. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use the promo code on your screen to receive this exclusive offer. Take a simple step and let us guide you on the road to feel better. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.